New voicemail September 30. So tomorrow's the first already, and I haven't heard from you. Not a word. Don't know if we're still doing this or what. I guess everything comes to an end sometime, you know. But I feel like, you know, we didn't even really start. And now there's a chance it might be over. This show could have been huge, man. I suppose if I could feel anything right now, it would be sadness. But I just can't. And now the month is over, and I don't know any more than I did a month ago. A month ago. I mean, it seems like a lifetime ago. I don't know how this happened. I'm gonna hang up, but... Last chance. If you want, and I'm hoping against hope you do, the Woodward book is still on the New York Times bestseller list. We could still do the Trump tricking his staff into bringing him snacks bit. Or not. Whatever. New. Voicemail. September. 20. Nine. Hey, what's up? So, uh, the Boston Sox are going to the playoffs? They've got pretty awesome outfielding? Yeah, their outfielding is very good. Infielding, not so much. Want to talk about that? Let me know. It's Dave. New. Voicemail. September. 28. I am trying so goddamn hard. What do you want? I dropped the movies, started paying attention to politics, sent you all these ideas. Are you even listening to them? Do you want to do, like, I don't know, sports stuff? You want this to be a sports podcast? Is that it? Just tell me. (sighs) Call me back. New voicemail, September 27. Hey, it's Jewish Dave. Remember me? Did you see the testimony? I mean, crazy, right? Maybe we do a bit where... You know what? Forget about that Cosby Kavanaugh prison idea. Actually, just delete that whole voicemail, please. Not sure if you're hearing these, but I don't want, I don't want you to listen to that one. New voicemail, September 25. Okay. Bill Cosby's in prison. Our challenge, a skit that's funny but doesn't have him getting raped. Maybe he's at a party with Kavanaugh and... New voicemail, September 24. Rick Scott, but if Skeletor was gay, that doesn't make any sense. New voicemail, September 23. Are any of these pitches getting to you? Hello, I'm starting to worry. How about like Donna Shalala is a leprechaun? Wait, hear me out. I looked it up and she's actually Lebanese, so it's not racist. New voicemail, September 22. So Salt Bay, but he's like an assassin and he goes to the White House. New voicemail. September 21. I take it back. We can make fun of Kavanaugh. There are no standards. New voicemail. September 20. Okay, so he might have raped someone. We could still do something on it, but maybe a different take or maybe not. New voicemail. September 19. Brett Kavanaugh, but he's Stevie from Eastbound and Down. Let's workshop it. Call me back, man. New voicemail. September 18. Kavanaugh, homie. Maybe that's something? New voicemail, September 17. Hello? Yo. Call me. Hello? New voicemail, September 16. Deep fakes. We gotta do something on that. Could be like Mark Zuckerberg talking about Sonic the Hedgehog erotica or... New voicemail, September 15. Dude, this Puerto Rico thing, we should do a special episode, right? Could be a thing where he says Hurricane Maria not only didn't kill anyone, but it brought people back to life. It's funny. Call me. New voicemail, September 
14. Hey, saw on Facebook you had diverticulitis. That sucks, man. My computer's still busted. Anyway, call me back. New. Voicemail. September. 13. What do you think of this Kavanaugh guy? You think they'll get him through? They'll get him through. Call me back, dude. New. Voicemail. September. 12. Okay, maybe this Hurricane Florence thing isn't cool to joke about. New. Voicemail. September. 11. Hurricane Florence, but it's a waitress and... Dude, where are you? Haven't heard from you all week. We need to get back to work. Voicemail. September. 9. Toxic algae blooms. Toxic algae blooms. I don't know, maybe it's like they're a bad punk band, but... New. Voicemail. September. 8. This op-ed thing. Oh my god, dude. What if it's... I don't know. Who would be funny for it? Like, maybe it's Baron? Let's workshop it. New. Voicemail. September. 7. Heyo! Did you call me? I missed a call. I thought it was you. I don't know. New. Voicemail. September. 6. Okay, so how about this? We do a reading from the Woodward book, like audiobook style. But it's a bunch of sources giving dirt on Trump, but all the stories end with him trying to trick the sources into bringing him snacks or something. Like a bunch of chapter selections. John Kelly trying to get him to sign off on a trade deal, or Stephen Miller trying to talk to him about immigration. And it's just Trump forcing them to bring him ho-hos or something. I don't know. Let's workshop it. New. Voicemail. September. 5. Yo, super hyped, man. Last night's show was great. I think it's honestly one of our best ones yet. Call me back. I've got so many ideas of stuff we can work on this month. By the way, taking September off, great idea, dude. It's perfect. We're going to get to do so much prep work when we get back on October 1st. It's just going to be incredible. Maybe we do like a whole parody of the Childish Gambino video. If that's still a thing in October, I don't know. Anyway, call me back. This is going to be our month, man. Talk soon. Guess what? I got really important news. We back. I'm Q. And I'm Jewish Dave. This is Bird Road. This is Bird Road. We back for season two. Are you excited? I'm trying to get hyped now because like I've been in my doldrums and now I, I gotta like go back into podcaster voice. Yeah, for, I don't... for those of you out there that are listening who don't communicate with Q on a regular basis, he has been very down lately and i'm hoping this brings him back up it's just that i'm a it's just that i'm a snoozy susie <laughs> i'm a bit of a snoozy, snoozy susie myself right now but i'm trying i'm a snoozy susie dave you're not a snoozy i'm a snoozy i'm trying to fake snap out of it just to make for some good radio here welcome back this is bird road season two we took september off we're kicking it off again uh you know what i'm gonna do dave is i'm gonna re- uh-huh. revamp the logo and push it through on the um, on the Apple settings and the whatnot. I'm probably going to break <laughs> our feed somehow, but pfft. I wouldn't doubt that for a second. This fo- this Photoshop license isn't going to use itself. <laughs> well, what, what what's our new logo going to be? I don't know. I'm thinking very. I was very high concept. I'm thinking of doing like, uh, you know, there are some very distinctive Las Vegas fonts and mm-hmm. Miami fonts, you know, and I'm thinking of doing like Las Vegas background miami background las vegas font miami font creating two logos 
and then just cutting them diagonally and kind yeah. of slapping them together. You know what I mean? That's cool. I like it. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll see. And maybe I don't do anything like that. And by the time you hear yeah. this episode, you're looking at the new logo and you're like, it's just the same old logo. <laughs> and then you'll know that I just didn't have the perspicacity to do that. <laughs> maybe it should just be a shirt with the word perspicacity on it. Yeah, that's not a word, but okay. <laughs> Perspicacity is a word. Persasaspity or whatever the fuck you just said. Not a word. <sighs> so we're back, man. Yeah. I guess we, 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 we were trying to come up with a way to run down all the shit that we missed during the month of September. I thought September would be a good month to take off. And holy shit, there was just so much crap happening. Yeah, it, it doesn't get any more uh, of a... It's not brighter in any way, shape, or form. It just gets darker and more depressing as the days go by. Maybe we should turn this into like an end of the world podcast. <laughs> That's about like, it's about just our, like our, our, our inescapable march towards death. You know, it would be a good logo for bird road um, would be like water. And then out of the water is a street sign for bird road. And then out of the water is another sign of some, it's somebody's hand holding up a help me sign. No. <laughs> yeah, right on the nose, too. It's like some 1970s New Yorker car- editorial cartoon shit right there. Like you are you're not leaving anything to for the reader to fill in on their own. You're telling them exactly what to be isn't thinking that what we're, about that exactly what, we're all about? what you want. Isn't that what we're all about? Yes. 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 I have some links that I wrote down mm. for this episode. I don't remember why. <laughs> like <laughs> I'm reading them. And I was just like, these are things that lame people talk about. What, um, how, how about this? I'll jump into some news about me. Last time, one of the last episodes we had was, um, one where I was sort of at the, at the, uh, at the, at the beginning of, of not just bullshitting on podcasts and, and, and talking shit, but actually like, uh, kind of joining up with, I'm not much of a joiner, Dave. That's the thing. I'm not a very, I'm not a good mm. joiner. So I think one of our last episodes I had finally registered as a Democrat. Mm-hmm. Which is just like, I don't know, joining like the Star Wars fan club or something. Like you're not going to get anything out of it. All you're going to get is like emails now and then asking you for money. And um, so uh, I I decided during the month of September I wanted to do uh, something a little bit more than that. And I joined the uh, my local chapter. Well, you don't join your local chapter. You join nationally and then you engage with your local chapter i joined my uh the the local chapter or the national via local chapter local chapter of the dsa Mm -hmm. the democratic socialists of america so i'm pretty sure i'm going to end up on a list somewhere which is okay we all end up on lists at some point um yeah and uh but i'm pretty psyched about it haven't really it was just like a week and a half ago that i went to the meeting and i haven't really had a lot of opportunity to to engage on um i haven't had any opportunity to engage on any of the events um that they organize but these people are really good organizers um you know they their beliefs are more closely aligned with ours and i know there's not like a there's not like a huge dsa presence really in vegas so i know you and you and yours haven't really um signed up i guess or or started engaging there and I, i know you kind of have your own flag staked out in the local democratic party. So, 
Um, there's not really, I guess, a reason in Vegas. I know the dynamics are a little sure. different there. So, uh, yeah, starting to meet with some people there. I would recommend that uh, you could download their podcast. The, the local the local TSA folks here have a podcast called South Beach Socialism. And you can download that pretty much anywhere that you can find podcasts. So, um, yeah, that's one of the things that I did with my month. Do people out there in Miami, like, really... Uh get like angry about about the dsa like do, do you have like a lot of enemies now like being a part of that the dsa flies under the radar um i mean look here's the thing man the dsa is definitely with the increase in prominence it's definitely under attack i've been reading stories about how dsa members across the country uh when they you know they'll like meet for working groups and um like specifically this is just an article from literally like two days ago uh the the DSA in Louisville was pepper sprayed by a bunch of white nationalists during, you know, a meeting. Mm -hmm. This is, this was a group that was so small in years prior to 2016. And only recently have they become ascendant. I mean, ascendant, what does ascendant mean? In a country full of 320 million people, there's like 50,000 members of the DSA. But like a few years ago, there was only like 10,000 members of the DSA. So, right, right it's all relative it's kind of rule of small numbers but still they are being targeted so here in miami not so much um here in miami the conversation has become more sort of intramural in the intervening weeks since andrew gillum who is leading in most polls right now to to be governor of florida it's become an intramural battle between centrists who you know gillum absolutely identifies with right he was a hillary clinton delegate a supporter and he uh you know has uh, at the core of his being he has a lot of a lot of uh sort of centrist markings he has committed to a lot of relatively progressive policies that he says that he'll enact uh should he win and it's looking more and more every day like he will win so um you know not to not to curse anything but um so there's there's a push and a pull there. That's the same old fucking story. We're never going to stop litigating 2016. It's forever going to be the the, the the 2016 Democratic primary, and it, it's just never going to stop. But um, <laughs> like these people that I've met so far uh, in my my couple of my, my couple of interactions with the DSA here in, in Miami, they're not hung up on that. And um, you know, I'm part of a, a, a chat with them and. I get to kind of, I haven't really weighed in a lot because I don't want to be like the guy with a fucking podcast who comes in and is like swinging his dick around and is like, oh, I was a reporter and I know this and I'm fucking smart. Well, I don't really know shit. Is that, is that a character you're doing? No, that's me. Oh, that's just how you sound <laughs> that's normally. Just, that's just how I sound normally. When I get off the microphone and I take I take off the, the cans, uh -huh. I, just, I just start drooling out of one side of my mouth and... <laughs> No, I don't know. I don't know. How 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 do you how do you uh, how how are things over there? I guess I haven't really. I'm checked out of Vegas. I don't know what the fuck's going on. Yeah, well, I I have to say that I am too. Awesome. Um, I <laughs> uh, everything just seems to be just a, a back and forth between uh, you know the Democrats and the, the more left leaning uh, people and. 
it, it seems to only get worse and worse. You know, before we took our little break, that's I, I think I probably was complaining about it back then. I, I could continue complaining about it now, but I think it would just be the same old shit if I did. Um, yeah, no, no one wants to get along. I don't know how anyone is going to uh, affect any kind of positive change uh, in, in this area. But um, you know, what can I say? I heard Sisolak's leading, so you know, he's, he tends, wow. to, even though he's a straight-up Democrat, I mean, he tends to lean uh, left on some issues, you know? Well, I'll tell you one thing that's going to be a, a positive improvement is I am doing a little thing called Sober October. How do you feel about that? You want to join uh, me with that? Nice. It's I, almost I your mean, birthday. Pro- you going to drink on your birthday on Thursday? I, I highly doubt it. I'll probably be sober with or without you. With or without you. <laughs> oh, um, have you finished Americans yet or no? No. Uh, we haven't. Uh, no. <laughs> well, no, I, I actually kind of forgot it existed, to be honest with you. Uh, Damn, you yeah, got to finish no, that I, because there's a great I, uh, YouTube drop with, and without, with or without you that um, oh, we nice. need to be able to like just... We both have to be able to have seen it so that I can be like, wasn't that great? And you just be like, yeah, it was great. You know? <laughs> yeah, we, I'm sure we'll be finishing it soon. Gina's been getting ready for a trip, and I've been busy with the... Uh, I, I don't want to I don't want to say the C like, word, because I, I don't want to set you off here, but... Um, cunt? I've been, bu- I've been busy with my... Who are you my, calling my, a cunt? With my, with my cunt. With my, uh, with my <laughs> computer. Don't, don't be fiddling with your cunt all night, dude. And by the way, <laughs> very poor taste. Don't talk Very like that days. on our podcast. I, I I didn't realize Bird Road was gonna go there. <laughs> <laughs> hey, did you guys hear about that podcast that said the c word? Pretty cool. Imagine Pretty if cool. that's it. That that's what uh, makes this show take that's off. That's the thing that blows us up. <laughs> and like like uh, like uh, Megan McCain is complaining about us on on the View, and we get ten million downloads. These Bird Boys. I don't think if you don't have one, you don't say it. Am I right, ladies? <laughs> just a bunch of fucking like gobblers in the audience, just like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever have you ever heard like the call and response sort of tempo or 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 echo mechanism in those shows where it's like all you have to do is. All you have to do is say say anything in a certain tempo of your voice and make it where the ending is inflected, and everybody yeah. will just be like, "Yeah, woo!" And, and you, could, you don't even have to be saying anything. It's all you have to do is say something like in a specific way. You know who? You know who's the worst when it comes to that? On the other side of the aisle is Dennis Miller. It's it's like every word oh, out God. of his mouth is that. It's just the inflection. Yeah, every word every out time. of his mouth is like a home run swing that just completely misses. It's a every word out of his mouth is a home run swing from a soccer player who's not even playing the right sport. It is completely lost. <laughs> Maybe I'd believe him if more of his anecdotal rep- reprobates weren't so- <laughs> like I don't even know. I can't, I can't get into a Dennis Miller thing, dude. I'll end up like I'll end up literally hurting my mouth. So how like, how was the show tonight, guys? Oh, we did Dennis Miller impressions. We did Dennis Miller impressions. Neither of us had the like verbal dexterity to fucking pull off a a, 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 a cogent Dennis Miller simile. 
and <laughs> neither of us had a verbal dexterity to pull off a cogent Dennis Miller simile. That's actually a pretty good one right there. That wasn't too bad at all. That wasn't too bad, right? Um, yeah, so... No, a lot of people have been making fun of him lately, though. Like He has a show that apparently is just off-the-wall terrible, and uh, it's it's a podcast, and I think the joke is that he doesn't know it's a podcast. I think he thinks he's on television or something, <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> People have been like busting his balls on a lot of well podcasts. Who fucking cares? It's just podcasting. It's all this fucking this uh, sounds like a Fred Armisen ecosystem. Gag. <laughs> Speaking of which, have you have you watched Fred Norm's Armisen. new show yet? How has Fred Armisen not gotten caught up in the Me Too thing? Didn't he just like beat the shit out of that Scientology girl? <laughs> Is that a thing that happened? I don't know who you're talking about. Yeah, no, the girl is in Scientology from Handmaid's Tale. She said something like, he was the worst person that I've ever met in my life. Really? And they were married. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, and, and then a bunch of people signed on to that. But this was like two years before the Scientology That's the thing. thing. It does, it this was count. when there was still... This was... Yeah, exactly. It doesn't count. Because it happened pre-2016. Yeah. Um, and nobody's bothered to talk about it since then because it can happen. It can have happened before 2016, but somebody needs to dredge it up. Yes. and just nobody's dredged it up. Yeah, I mean, look at it's look, like the Cosby shit. Mel Gibson just got a new uh, movie greenlit. He's going to be directing a, a big movie with a big budget. Um, it does. It yeah, doesn't and matter. All it if takes it is just like one. All it takes is like one Teen Vogue writer to like stumble upon his Wikipedia and be like, he's a bad guy, and like write an <laughs> article about it. Everybody will be like, oh, yeah, that's right. Mel Gibson's a bad guy. We needed somebody from Teen Vogue to remind us that he's just atrocious. And then it'll be like, oh, yeah, I guess we can't we can't give him hundreds of millions of dollars to run enormous Hollywood productions. Atrocious is also the name of a song on the new Demise and D-Rocks album coming out next month. Cutting that part out. <laughs> cutting it out. Nobody's gonna hear. Nobody's gonna hear what you just said. What? Let me ask you a question. Uh-huh. The fuck do you think this is? Some shit for you to just like, like promote your ridiculous albums? I can say whatever the fuck I want on this show. Damn, we're out of practice. We haven't even told people to uh, download, rate, review the show. Season two. We're going to be doing all types of new and different things. I know so far it doesn't sound like it, um, <laughs> but we we discuss we discuss some plans for how to do the show uh, going forward. So far, none of this has been that. Although it's kind of been more in the realm of what I think the show should be than what it has been in the past. Yeah, yeah, that's it a should thing. be the, it. Should be them bird boys, you know. Just it should be them bird that bird boys. water. Pouring that bird water all down our throat, <laughs> tongue all down your throat. What happened? Uh, so, <laughs> you hear that? I don't know what's happening. Oh, I hear. Do you hear that? Listen, Shh. It, is it like the uh, the cell interference? Is that what you're talk- talking about? Nope. My dog snoring. <laughs> My dog. As if I'm not acquainted with him. 
He's like that. I was very cross with him a moment ago. Um, because my wife is trying to put the kid to sleep. And he's just like a, a total entitled asshole. Acting like he's... Acting like he's even the third most important creature in this house, which he's not. He's a distant Aww. fourth behind my computer. And what did you want to talk about this time sure. around, Dave? Let's let's get back into the show. What 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 is something that's on your mind? Come on, let's hear let's hear what kind of stupid shit uh, your idiot well, ass. We kind of started talking talk about, about it earlier before we started the show about how the. Uh, the Star Wars, the Last Jedi, how all of the um, outrage and and fighting and all that it actually wasn't real. It was Russian trolls, which we all should have known, but we didn't. And now a report has come out saying that that actually is the case. Yeah, that's crazy. Like, give us the details of of, of what that means. Like, where did you read that? So, um, so it was a paper from. Morton Bay, a research fellow at USC's Annenberg School for Communications and Journalism, what they did was try to look into whether or not uh, the polarized fan base was part of the uh, the Russians' campaign to uh, influence the uh, the election. And uh, right, and to, so like refresh people's memory on the the uh, contours of this backlash at the time i mean it was it was that i guess it was being framed that um and correct me if i'm wrong but it was being framed that the star wars the most recent star wars movie the the last jedi was uh too woke or too politically correct or something and people i guess anonymous you know type of people on the internet were complaining about it you know like why does there have to be a girl you know why does it have to be um, you know, so diverse. Then what right. is it? Gr- girls, to- a black guy, an Asian guy, an Asian woman. Um, all of these characters uh, added to what they said was, you know, making this ruin their childhood and ruin the Star Wars franchise. And it led to tons of back and forth online arguments between people who did like it because, I mean, it was, you know pretty like critics loved it and it obviously did great and it was great it was probably the best star wars movie um certainly of the recent ones um and the the divide just got so so uh yeah the the everything got so heated that it was just like it turned into the same kind of just hatred and and name calling and just violence and misogyny and all that that really was present in the election and all of the uh the debates over the election and everything like that it was the same kind of thing same kind of misogynistic talk same kind of you know homophobic stuff racist stuff and uh yeah it it turns out that they're they're estimating roughly 50 percent of the criticism was just trolls was troll accounts that originated uh in russia and um we're clearly just being made to help, uh, draw, you know, make that divide between everybody even stronger. And it's really scary when you think about it, because I mean, you know, elections are one thing, but you know, getting in into the culture, which is year round and constant. And honestly, I mean, a lot of people care about more, whether that's, you know, good or bad, obviously it's a bad thing, but a lot of people care more about their culture. And so, uh, to, to, 
see it get so divisive in that world is it's pretty scary. See, I agree with that because um I've I'm one of those people who thinks that like I think that the that the that culture leads right. everything else. Like I, I know people like love to shit on I mean, when you go down the road of, you know, shitting on like the Kardashians or whatever tacky representation of like the modern pop culture that's out there that is, you know, always an easy target. I mean, even we think fondly now about things like the Backstreet Boys or especially me, I do, but they were targets of derision. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. But I mean, come on. We were when we were 19, 20 years old, we were making fun of that shit. And every every like irony laced asshole who was completely, you know, uh, even back then was was a complete husk of sarcasm, sarcasm, and we, we were we were shitting on that stuff. And yeah, it's easy to shit on it, but you know what? It's the it's I would say it's it's as as important or more important than policy or um uh you know electioneering or the political process because. It leads people's thoughts. It is the first thing. It it doesn't follow what's happening right. in Washington. What's happening in LA doesn't follow what's happening in Washington. What's happening in Washington has to align itself with what's happening in LA. And I'm using LA as like sure. generally a stand-in for you know the 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 the, the font of um, of pop culture, right? Like whatever movies or TV or m- music is coming out, and to take over our to take over a country's or a culture's pop culture and to be able to influence it like that is enormously powerful. I would say more powerful than being able to just swing one election, even a presidential election here and there. Um and I'm not trying to say that like you know manufacturing a controversy around one movie, even as big as it is, even as a Star Wars movie, but manufacturing controversy around one movie is going to be some like downfall of the uh, of the union but it is if you want to undermine the right. country i think i feel like, like doing it that direction is probably a more effective way uh, and probably a, 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 a less like a, an easier target or a softer target it also wears people down too because i mean there's a lot of time in between like you know your average people are probably not uh, politically involved, except for, you know, maybe during election time. And so for the rest of the year to be getting divided. Yeah, most people aren't. Yeah, even even exactly. during election time. Most and people so aren't. it's like for, for the rest of the time of, of the year for, you know, everyone else to be getting just divided and just hating each other. It's just, you know, it just further drives a wedge and it just makes us look angrier and it 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 adds to that whole feeling that everything's getting worse even you know whether it is or not you know it just adds to the right. to the image of it it just deepens the chasm of of like uh, of ennui and it makes us just have to be like fuck is this a thing that i have to not even the thing that i have to be angry about but just the thing that i have to acknowledge right. that other people are angry about and it just takes up space it just takes up real estate inside of your consciousness it just intrudes on you and you're you're like god damn yeah. this is a thing now is this a fucking thing um so yeah no i, I that's a, that's a really that's a really disappointing story that i think people are laughing at and i i, I just feel like they probably wow. shouldn't because in, if there's a way to manipulate the culture i'm not one to like jump all over those things you know like i'm not like a conspiracy theorist type guy or anything like that but 
if there's a way to manipulate a culture into sort of eating itself, that's a way f- faster path to, uh, you know, as they as they as they continuously say, uh, right. destabilize the country. Like I, every time they talk about like what Russia's end game in getting Trump elected would be is destabilizing the country. Like, yeah, I mean, <laughs> that's one way to do it. Another way to do it is to make everybody hate each yep. other for the things that everybody and, loves. And uh, luckily, we've got deep fakes to look forward to here soon. Um, so, so it's only oh, going to get worse. And um, you know, I this morning I woke up. This morning I woke up to. Uh, I mean, this isn't deep fake. This is kind of just a separate thing. But uh, I woke up to I think seven people in my Facebook timeline. We all, which by the way, for the, those of you who don't know, my timeline is filled with these morons. Um, but seven people sharing a picture of uh, supposedly Brett Kavanaugh's uh, garage uh, with like people spray painting like fuck you on it and stuff. And it's like, oh, my God, can you imagine that this is happening to this poor man? But of course, it wasn't his garage. It was a complete fake story that <laughs> seven, seven yeah. times in my feet alone. Um, you can imagine how much it's being shared you know, overall, generally speaking, I mean, this, this stuff is just going to just keep getting more and more prevalent and just, and yeah, with the deep fakes, it's just going to be impossible for people that are too stupid to know <laughs> that things are fake. It's like, yeah. yeah or exactly. just generally everybody. Cause they're all fucking idiots. <clears throat> speaking of fucking idiots, there was one article I wanted to mention or one, one piece of news I wanted to mention today, which is, um, Okay, like you could just broadly, you know, I'm kind of glad that we missed September because this everything to do with Kavanaugh, every twist and turn and unexpected, uh, you know, zig and zag in the discourse around it has just been more on both sides, honestly, has been like more shallow and weak and dumb than the previous one. And just it just you can literally sprain your fucking eyes from eye rolling this shit. And I, I thought that we had seen the end of it. I thought that we had everything come out that was going to come out and that we, you know, we were, we were set. Um, but no, there was a new, a new twist to the discourse. And this comes from rich Lowry. I wonder if it's going to be the same. I wonder if it's going to be the same one I'm thinking, but I want to hear yours. (laughs) So, this one, I mean, there's been some deep pulls in the defend Kavanaugh uh, crowd and like people who, you know, have have likened this, you know, basically job interview for a very important job to, um, uh, you know, criminal trial as if there's any jeopardy involved, as if this guy is going to, apart from just not getting his spot on the Supreme Court, as if he's going to have any kind of repercussions for any of these alleged assaults or terrible behavior that he's, you know, um, fucking probably most likely uh, perpetrated in the past. Um, Sure. So all of these different uh, defenses have come out, you know, ranging from the, he absolutely didn't do it. Here's some crazy ass conspiracy theory about people like some guy that probably that probably some other guy that probably did it. The, the, you know, the Kavanaugh doppelganger all the way to the, well, if he did do it, um, you know, it's it's okay that he did it. <laughs> Here are the myriad reasons why. <laughs> and as this, as and, and then there's also the like, what's the other one that I really love? The as the mother of a son, 
I am worried that my son will have to go through this. Uh, so you know, yeah, well, that seems to be uh, that seems to be the big thing today. I mean, didn't Trump say something about that today? He's worried about yeah. young men. Yeah, his poor yeah. little his poor little wet baby boys. And um, <laughs> so the one that I didn't see coming was actually from sort of a never Trumper type, Rich Lowry, who's the editor of the uh, National Review. You you have a subscription to the National Review, Dave? No, I do not. No, no, I didn't think you would. Um, the uh, National Review, famously uh, historically conservative publication, um, publication that was uh, obviously on the wrong side of um, segregation, on the wrong side of the civil rights struggle, on the wrong side, like just like conservatives, on the wrong side of you know virtually every issue with the benefit of um, historical hindsight that we have today. Uh, Rich Lowry is also a, a columnist at the New York Post. And so here's the headline of his his opinion, his op-ed today in the New York Post. Today, Atticus Finch would be a villain. So uh, here's the lead. It's time for To Kill a Mockingbird to give up its treasured place in American culture. The 1960 novel by Har- Harper Lee was published to instant acclaim sold more than 30 million copies and is ubiquitous in high school curricula. The 1962 movie version starring Gregory Peck is a classic in itself. Won three Academy, uh, it won three Academy Awards. A play based on the novel is about to open on Broadway. This is quite the resume for a book that, prior to the publication of a sequel in 2015, that was really the first draft to Kill a Mockingbird, was Harper Lee's only work. But nothing is forever, even for a book commonly called Timeless. Lee's novel is deeply out of sympathy with a moment when on college campuses and in the culture more broadly, due process isn't what it used to be when it is often thought to be a hateful act to insist that allegations of sexual misconduct be proven. A refresher on the story. Uh, okay, so like if you haven't read um, To Kill a Mockingbird, obviously it's about Scout, who's the daughter of small-time lawyer Atticus, a uh, small-town lawyer Atticus Finch. Um, this is Depression-era Alabama. Finch is unpopular in the town because he's decided to take on the defense of a black man. Uh, Tom Robinson, who's accused of rape by a young white woman. And there we find ourselves. So the new quote-unquote intellectual right talking points are what, like, there's a through line here. And I'm not going to read through all of Rich Lowry's fucking bland copy to get to it. But the through line is this. You leftists and liberals and Democrats who are uh, denying due process to um, to Brett Kavanaugh are doing the same thing as racists in the South who lynched black men for sure. for being accused of raping white women. That's the those two things are the same. I, it's 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 unbelievable to think that that you have to explain the difference between those two things, um, but. I just I didn't think now I don't think there's a bottom to the discourse. I think that the conversations and the defenses can go anywhere. They can go literally anywhere. And yeah. it, none of it has to be rooted in reason. To think that the institutional racism that created a mob mentality that resulted in the murder of black men without any kind of trial, without any kind of uh investigations or due process or uh, just mob justice and um, you know the blatant overt racism of uh, punishing black men just for even being near white women 
all those years ago. I know it's been a really, really long time since America's been racist. It's it's been a, a whole fifty years since this, the civil rights era. But um, sure. to compare that to what's going on in the Brett Kavanaugh, it's not even a case. It's just it's all it is is a nomination. It's a vetting, and th- like I said before earlier in the show, there's no stakes. I mean, the stakes are that they just you know conjure up some other ghoul from the list of of uh that were like federalist society approved and just pop them into the seat and the republicans have to take a l and whatever i mean like i'm sure that sucks for them they want to prove a point right now they want to prove that they are in complete 100 percent utter control and that they can put on literally anybody that they want and they're starting to take on the right i don't know if you've noticed this but it's really starting to take on the affectations of Donald Trump way more like it's not it, it they're they're abandoning all um oh yeah I yeah. guess pretense about about them being a, a party of ideology and of ideas and stuff and it's just it's they just know, they know it doesn't matter that's why yeah they, it's they just resentment matters. and getting your way and and owning the other side it's there's nothing that has to do with uh, with with what their core ideology supposedly was ever about um, and <laughs> I, I just, I just thought that the, this Rich Lowry piece, let me, let me anti-recommend it. Don't read it. It's in the New York post.com. <laughs> don't read anything on the New York post. It's all fucking garbage. Luckily I wasn't planning on it. Specifically don't read this. <laughs> yeah. You, you, you kind of, uh. Uh, touched on the one I was going to mention, which was the the uh, I'm sure that woman w- was sexually assaulted. It just wasn't him. Uh, that that that, yeah. <laughs> that that's my favorite no, that's, from from this past uh, couple of weeks here since this all started. I mean, it's a it's a it's a, it's a really delicate line that they have to ride because they. Yeah. I mean, you got one in your backyard. That's perfect, Dean Heller. That guy is walking a razor wire. Because he has to simultaneously be Trump-loving, you know, complete embodiment of that, you know, thoughtless, wet-brained id that is Donald Trump. And at the same time, he has to appear as if he's, you know, really thinking about whether, like, he's he's on the fence. You know, he can't have, it's a complicated calculus because you're like, okay, here's the math. I'm in a place like Nevada. That is normally maybe 51% Democrat, 49% Republican. But of that 51% of Democrats, only 40% of them vote. And of the Republic of the 50 of the 49% of Republicans, about you know, 53% of them vote. Okay. But this is also a wave election year. So the generic ballot in Congress is 10% plus on the Democrat side. It gets to be really complicated math. Which side do you hedge to? When you're in a purple state like Nevada or Florida, right? And that's what this whole podcast is about, like trying to figure out what these these people in purple states that are so split, like our states are split, try to do, like how they hew. And I don't know, I I don't see, I see Dean Heller sort of going whole whole hog in on the pro-Trump stuff. Like he's trying to especially uh, particularly noticeable now that the primary season is over right um he he's really like yeah no i'm i'm going to go with the i'm going to go with the pro trump stuff i don't think that's going to work for him because i don't think the numbers are there for that 
I don't know. I don't know if the numbers are there. I just know that, like you were saying earlier, it does seem like, like, like they're, they're leaning into it more now. And, uh, you know, maybe it's because they just realize that it doesn't matter. Um, or maybe they're just getting a little too, uh, you know, too comfortable with, with how uh, awful everything is. But I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's gross, though. I know Honestly, that. getting getting Kavanaugh on the Supreme Court is a bigger... It matters more than than losing the House. They could lose the House sure. in November, which would mean, I think, 25... Uh, my, my math might be off a little bit. But 25 Democrats... You know, the swing is 25 seats. So 25 more Democrats win seats in, in the House of Representatives. Than, um, and that could, you know, mostly stymie a lot of a lot of what the conservative and specifically the Trump, because the Trump agenda and the conservative agenda are intertwined now. They're not they're they're not different. Exactly. They are the same thing. And, and that, you know, if the Democrats took the House, then they could probably stymie and block for a couple of years. Um, maybe in 2020, they'll get somebody in the White House. It's really hard to beat an incumbent. Even a terrible, unpopular one. It's it's like it's so hard to beat an incumbent. An incumbent hasn't lost since George W. Bush, and that was such a specific circumstance that had so much to do with Ross Perot and, um, you know, just a, it, that that was such a circumstance. That was such a unique circumstance. It's it's nothing like what's going on today. Um, that's the only time during our lifetimes that an incumbent has lost, and uh, it's just so unlikely. I mean, we have to settle in. And understand that, yeah, like we can work against join DSA and be active in our local de- Democratic Party chapter, but we also have to be ready to settle in for six more years of, of Trump and then maybe more years after that because I can't I can't picture a situation where he leaves the White House oh, me on neither. his own. Me neither. Like even after the eight years is up, yeah. I cannot envision a scenario where he doesn't just hand it to somebody like to 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 Ivanka or to, I don't think he would hand it to Donald Jr. because he knows he's a fucking moron. <laughs> but like, uh, to somebody like I, I or you know I I just don't. I, I think we need to settle in for a long haul here, and I think people are getting really excited about things like oh yeah blue wave you know what the blue wave is coming there's that now there's this outside chance that you and I talked about a long time ago, way back in I think last November we talked about. Or actually, it was last December we talked about the slim outside chance of Democrats actually taking the Senate, which if they did that, plus the, the House would, you know, first of all, it's very unlikely because of the makeup of the Senate. Um, but if they were to, it's a huge coup, right? Whoa, holy shit. They took over the whole legislative branch of government. You get five or six conservative judges on the Supreme Court, it doesn't matter. Right. It doesn't matter what the legislative branch does. Uh, you know, we had David Ferris on who talked about the only real way to, to, to attack that is if you get a um, a Democrat in the White House as well and you pack the courts, which is this whole morass that nobody really knows how it would actually play out in practice. We know from from experts like David that it's possible, technically, but who knows how it would actually play out. And... Uh, yeah, man, they're gonna get some fucking mutant, and it's probably gonna be Kavanaugh. Hey, it's exciting to be back, right? We, we get we funny. get to talk say about something this funny. now. Say, say something funny. I got I got nothing. Um, 
How about this? The New York Times special investigation just came out about three hours ago. Trump engaged in suspect tax schemes as he reaped riches from his father. Yeah. The president has long sold himself as a self-made billionaire, but a Times investigation found that he received at least $413 million in today's dollars from his father's real estate empire, which uh, much of it through tax dodges in the 1990s. Now, they've made a change to this deck. Deck is the name for the sort of uh, the newspaper name for the subtitle that, ha- that, 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 I, that I just read. That's in like slightly larger font, but smaller than the headline font. Um, the original deck used the word fraud. Now the lead, which is the first paragraph of the story, President Trump participated in dubious tax schemes during the 1990s, including instances of outright fraud. Uh, that still has the word fraud in it. So I'm wondering what that edit that's was weird. about. But anyway, New York Times has like this big, you know, sort of prestige uh, long form style uh, front page centerpiece story that is pretty deep and uh, I honestly have not had time to read I don't think like most New York Times articles I'm pretty sure nobody's reading all of it um, but it is insanely long looks to be very well reported and deeply sourced and going back a long time into a lot of the different uh, elements and aspects of the um, of the Trump empire and I just, whenever something like this comes out and you know that there were like a team of 20 reporters that busted their ass for like a year and a half to do it, it just, it makes me feel even worse knowing that nobody (laughs) cares and it doesn't matter to a single person. There's all that effort to inform the public and to make the, make, make our democracy stronger and like not one word of this will make, will make it to anybody. Anybody who whose mind would potentially be changed. Like all of this, David Barstow, Susan Craig, and and Russ uh, Russ Butner, I guess is the guy's name. Um, the two, the three reporters who share the byline on this enormous article, this enormous um, multimedia piece that has like video elements and fucking graphics and uh, old photography and, and a picture of a teenage Donald Trump where he just looks incredible <laughs> hang on I just I accidentally sent it to our group chat but whatever there you see it it's coming up right now oh man <laughs> this fucking guy imagine that fucking toothy gummy mouth going down <laughs> on you <laughs> against your will by age three Mr. Trump was earning $200,000 a year in today's dollars from his father's empire. He was a millionaire by age eight. This reminds me of you. <laughs> by the time he was 17, his father had given him part ownership of a 52-unit apartment building. Has your dad ever like, g- like given you part ownership of his business or no? No. No? Uh-uh. I, don't you feel like you should be holding out for that? Like maybe you should be pushing for that. Yeah, we'll see what we can do. This is something you don't want to talk about. Seems like a lot of work. Anyway, the New York Times put a lot of time and a lot of effort into this investigation, and yeah, it finds a lot of fraud. By the way, if you think that the that the rich people in the world aren't doing this, this is just basically money laundering and, and tax sheltering. Sure. This is every, literally every. I mean, like the the Panama Papers only came out what two years ago, and we've already completely forgotten about them. This is. 
absolutely it's just the way it is that's all it is it's just the way it is literally every single person does this um if you ever get into researching rich people like doing background checks on them and you know trying to tie together their properties and things like that and who owns what you're gonna find out really soon that none of them buy shit with their own names they just use like numbered llcs and it's a huge web that nobody would ever be able to untangle and I know that recently uh, a bunch of legislators got stand were, were granted standing by a federal judge to be able to uh, sue Donald Trump over his violations of the emoluments clause, which he violates in in practice, like, you know, by the letter of the law, he violates it every moment of every day because he's accepting, um, you know, money from uh, from sources that he as president should not be able to. So, uh the, the question was always standing like, okay, does it matter if he's do, if the president is doing something terrible and there's nobody to hold him accountable, does it matter? And so we'll see what happens with, with that, um, with that case. But, uh, you know, to a, a lot of this shit has already been reported. Like we knew that a lot of this was yeah. happening and it just doesn't matter in the way that it should. Well, like you said, that th- this is the way it is, and it's the way it's what anyone you know should have expected. For if if you get a guy like this to be president, that it's just going to be about money, and it's going to be about making more money, and it's going to be about keeping his money. I'll tell you something I loved, and that I want you to do as one of our like. Uh, I force you to do something. You force me That's to do called, something. Do I have to? Situations. Everybody. Do I have to? Yeah, season two of Do I Have to? Um. And then next week we also have to do uh, season two of good use of meme, bad use of meme. Um, yeah, I want to talk about the moth one. Yeah, the moth one is crazy. <laughs> which, which is like my favorite meme ever. And basically. apparently there's a beaver one too. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, the beaver one's never going to happen though. Fuck the beaver meme. Oh, it's shit. all about the moth meme. Yeah, the, the moth meme's pretty. I'm, I'm on team moth for sure. The moth meme is pretty tight. Um, so anyway, I saw this movie. Uh called i know this is a great year for documentaries i know that the trip the triplets documentary what was that called uh three identical strangers and then the other one about mr rogers mr rogers one yep um and there I was another that... one that just came out um ah, shit, i can't think of the name but yeah there's one that just like came out in theaters this week that's supposed to be really good so i know it's going to be a tough year for documentaries but i have to tell you man I saw maybe the best documentary I've ever seen in my life, ever, of all time. Um, I, I haven't seen those other two that I just mentioned, so maybe they're great, and I, I've heard great things about them. But I urge everybody out there to watch a documentary called Minding the Gap. It's one of the best things I've ever seen. It's incredible. It's like poignant. It's sad. It's more than anything. It's visually arresting this kid that shot it. Um, he's like, it, he shot it, I guess, starting age 11 and shot it all the way through. Like, I don't know. Like, I think he's like 20 by the time the, the documentary is over has just one of the best eyes as a, as a cinematographer of, or, or a, a photographer that I've ever seen. And it's about, um, this group of punk skate kids in, uh, like sort of low end white, white and, and black, um, trash, so it's about these three um, skaters who, are, it's not even three, it's like five. 
so it's about these it's about these like about five these or six <laughs> it's about these triplets who decide they want to start a kids program uh, these kids in rockford illinois which is like one of these cities that's been completely decimated by the uh the rusting of the rust belt and I don't know. I don't want to get it too into it because it has a lot to say about a lot of things and the way that it um, slowly un- unpacks all of those things is is just beautiful. And um, like I said before, really poignant and sad and, and cool and really well done. This kid, uh, Bing Lu, is the name of the um, of the the director and the creator of it, is gifted, man. This kid can shoot the shit out of a, out of out of anything. The entire thing looks beautiful. And it's just like, I mean, you're just, you're in these kids' world immediately. And um, and what what it shows you about what's wrong with our country and how you, how you lose a generation of kids is, is fascinating. I, I, I think I'm mandating that you watch it mm-hmm. it's like a 90 minute documentary it's not very long um and i'm also recommending everybody out there watch it too yeah i looked it up after you first told me about it and it it looks really great i'm gonna try to watch it next week how about you dave what do you love i'll do my love you want me to watch the uh the trailer to a star is born <laughs> hey a star is born looks great i can't wait to see it this weekend better trailer a star is born creed 2 Okay, that I haven't watched the full Creed two trailer yet. I've only watched the teaser, um, which was incredible. <laughs> so if I was gonna just compare to those, the 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 trailer to the teaser, I'd probably have to go with Creed. Although I do think a Star Board is gonna be great. Um, anyway, no, I was gonna say my love was uh, the It's Always Sunny Me Too episode. <laughs> really good very good that was great we gotta have to do it sucks because we're not going to be able you haven't watched enough television and we're not going to be able to do our annual television review top 10 at the end of the year let me let me take a look well at the end by the end of the year i'll definitely so not, you're not just gonna like you're not i'll, I'll have watched at least me, you're enough. not just gonna discover an extra hundred hours in your life to watch 10 shows, oh, you know, like yeah. it's just not going to happen. You have watched no television. Oh no, this year. that's not. And I don't want to, I honestly don't want to sound like I'm castigating you for that or hectoring you as sure. it were. I, <laughs> I, I'm not, I think it's a great thing that you're not watching television. Mm-hmm. I wish that I lived the life where I didn't watch television. Well, but guess I, what? That's not my lot. I think we'll be able to do a rundown because I will have at least watched 10 shows by the end of the year. Um, so what, what do you got, Dave? What do you want to plug? I think we're done. Sure. Um, piecing it together. Uh, just did episode 30. What's going on in piecing it together this week? I uh, we got, um, mind in the gap. We are doing the movie searching, which I did with a new co-host, Jason Toronto from chasing cinema.com. So check that out. We actually recorded two episodes, so he'll be back on the following week as well. Doing a simple favor. And uh, also, I'll plug another podcast. Uh, it's called uh, I Said Goddamn. <laughs> and uh, it's it's a fun show. Okay. It's kind of like uh, a little bit like what we do, just two friends just 
fucking around these two girls but they they tell each other true crime stories and if you listen at the beginning of every episode the main theme has a voice going god damn and that's me so check it out for that oh okay i on the other hand will recommend the other podcasts in the all points west network that continue to be going strong uh, of course, Entre Dos is got a new episode going up probably on Wednesday this week. Uh, so check that out. Um, if, again, you are somebody who is interested in raising bilingual children, which everybody should be. We should all be raising our children. Should I be interested in babies. That? Yes. Okay. No. I actually, I feel like that for that people like you, there should, there should be if you... Uh, if you subscribe to that podcast, there should be some sort of trigger at the FBI or the Center for Missing and Exploited Children, and uh, you should be immediately detained. So download Andre Dos uh, with the, the 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 ravishing Monica and the wonderful Paula, and um, also, uh, God, I have so many us again. Like I got back into the habit of. Uh, um, it's hard, uh, dude. It's really uh, hard to not say. Uh. It's not hard. People do it all the time. People, there's a million podcasters out there without a fucking inch, without a scintilla of the talent that I have, who managed to, you know, it's, go again. There wait, you go. You know. Wait, you I, know. I'm gonna stop. Well, they you managed right to do an entire episode without one um and I'm one. I'm gonna stop you know. right there. During the Kavanaugh thing, um, I forget who it was who said. Uh, you're saying there's not even a scintilla of a chance that that you know you did these things, and I just started laughing so hard, like as if it was something you said. <laughs> <laughs> that's scintilla. That's called conj- conjuring something into existence. <laughs> Anything else, Dave? What do we got? Are you happy to be back for another season? Actually, it was, it was pretty bad, but I don't know. I had a lot of fun, so I don't really care. But uh, I did. You I, have did. A lot I of always fun. have a lot of fun doing. Don't this. fucking don't hey, pop, don't, hey, don't 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 uh, string me. You know along. what? I am going to get one more plug in while we're at it. Uh, my new music video that I had been really excited about uh, came out during our break. It's called Artificial. Um, it's a video that. I, I wrote the story for, and then a director, Ben Yonker, uh, was able to produce this thing and put it together. It's an amazing short film that is also a music video for me. Um, it's done amazing on the festival circuit so far. And actually, uh, I just found out this morning that we won Best Music Video at the Jerome International Film Festival in Arizona and also won a bunch of other <laughs> awards along the way and I'll be going to the Laughlin Film Festival next weekend to watch it at another screening coming up but uh, it is now out on my YouTube channel youtube.com slash music by David Rosen and uh, check it out have you watched EIQ? how do they how do they announce the winners at the Jerome music or the Jerome I Film Festival know how they do hey <laughs> Hey, that shit! Hey, that shit's good. Wait, wait. What, what do you think good. Jerome is like? <laughs> exactly. I think. I mean, like, I don't know. It just. I'm doing an impression of what I think a man named Jerome would sound like <laughs> recognizing a movie. Hey, that's a good ass movie. <laughs> 
and all points west.